Welcome to the College Football Bros, the podcast ready for a December to remember. And now, here are your hosts, Michael, Ryan, and Trey Newman. Welcome to the College Football Bros podcast. I am Mikey Newman, and I'm joined by the Middleist brother. Mikey, uh, that's me, Ryan Newman thought you would give yourself a fun little name ryan but no that was uh, a little bit weird from you sorry okay i'm also joined by the oldest brother that'd be me trey man oh, trey newman. <laughs> i don't really have one what, is, what do i go by i was i thought you would say like rye rye or something like that or no, rye that's... guy rye guy there you go all right hey we got our next week's intro <laughs> uh anyway so so last week we opened up the show and i shamelessly plugged my new Twitter account at CFB underscore Michael. I'm going to do it again. Uh, but because, well, I just did, I guess. But we we made a bet as to whether I would have over or under 50 followers by the time we record this episode. And you guys both went over. I'm at 49 right wow. now. So the wow. under hit. Uh, but I'm going to do something. Well, we're recording right? a day earlier than usual. That's true. That's true. So maybe it would have won. Yeah, if, if it was a more normal recording <laughs> schedule. Uh, but I'm right now, let's try and get it during this episode. So I'm going to tweet from my account as we speak here. It is 10.35 p.m. on the West Coast. And I'm going to say, please follow me. I'm desperate. All right. I'm going to hit it's past tweet my there. bedtime. It is past. Yeah, your bedtime, not mine. Yeah. Uh, okay, now I'm going to go over to College Football Bros. And I'm going to retweet that. And let's just see. Okay, now how many followers am I? I'm a, yeah, if I could speak, am I going to get from this? So Ryan, you set the over under. Trey, you by the end of this by whatever before this like hour or so. Yep. Okay, so you're 49 right now. I'm going to set the over under at 52. Hmm. Okay. Because it is late on the East Coast where yeah, most East people Coast are. is. I'm banking Darn. on like Rats, no one. That's a good point. <laughs> um. Oh man. I don't know. I want to see what he's tweeting, but I'll say I got to go. I'm going to go under. I was over last week. I'll go under this week. Okay. So you're going under 54. All right. I just, I just quote tweeted that from the CFB bros account. And I said, wow, pathetic. So we'll see what happens. I said 52, Mike. (laughs) Oh, 52. Sorry. I missed her. All right. Yeah. Hmm. Still under. Okay. All right. Here we go. (laughs) Tough call. (laughs) Great start to the episode here. Uh, but enough about my stupid Twitter account. Let's talk about our newest sponsor. Yeah, that's right. That's from myfrontpagestory.com. We've talked about them in the past, but uh, you know, it's the holiday season and a lot of us, including myself, we tend to procrastinate on gifts, but now we're hitting December here as we uh, release this podcast and this would be a great holiday gift. Um, if you use the the promo code BROS20 at myfrontpagestory.com, you can get 20% off. And what it is, is you basically can talk to a professional writer for 10 to 15 minutes. Uh, maybe it's for your mom or your dad or your grandparents or you know an aunt and uncle, a significant other. And you basically get to have them write a story about that person. Uh, it's a very sentimental gift, and basically they'll have it look just as if it was on the front page of a newspaper. Um, it's pretty heartfelt, especially if you're going to give it to someone that that's close to you. Uh, it's it's a unique gift, and especially in the pandemic times, you don't have to go out and uh, physically go go buy something. You can ha- just talk to someone over the phone and have this delivered to them, and uh, or you and and give it to your uh, 
who you want. So um, again, it looks like a, a newspaper front page. They have it framed. It's a nice little story about them. If you use the promo code BROS20, you'll get 20% off at myfrontpagestory.com. Yeah, and apparently the uh, the happy tears rate is uh, is very close to 100% for that gift. So yeah. that's always a good thing. All right. I know you cried like a baby when I gave it to you. I wow. was absolutely bawling. Yeah, yeah it for was, sure. It was it was great. Touching. <laughs> All right. Let's uh let's get to our week 13 takeaways. Uh so Ryan, you go first. Oh, okay. Um <laughs> <laughs> wasn't ready for that one. Uh I thought you were gonna lead us off, but all right, I'll go for it. Um my first one, Notre Dame. Uh the North Notre Dame, North Carolina game here. Um Notre Dame's good. That's kind of the news flash. But North Carolina got off to a hot start. Uh they cut they scored two touchdowns like really early in the game. And North Carolina was ahead 14-7. But after that point, Notre Dame outscored uh, North Carolina 24-3. Didn't allow North Carolina to score in the second half, which is saying something considering that high-flying attack of North Carolina and Sam Howell. They got a lot of weapons. To shut them out completely in one half is impressive. That defense for the Notre Dame really stepped up. Ian Book was his usual self, very solid. Nothing spectacular, but he was he's, he's just super consistent. Um runs that offense well, and they really ran the ball well, which is kind of their calling card. Kyron Williams continues to have a huge year. Just a very good team. I mean, there's no real weaknesses you can really point to out at them. Maybe you wish they were a tad more explosive, but the good ground game, great defense, it just sets up well. They're they're tough. Yeah. It's a, you yeah, know, we'll it's get... amazing. I was just going Go to say, uh, in our group or our podcast Discord that we have through the Patreon, I almost... When they scored early and it was like 14-7, I, I literally almost pushed send on our Discord chat saying, wow, this is just going to be a shootout. This is going to be great. <laughs> and you're right. Notre Dame just like ended up really stifling them and it it slowed down in the second half. So I mean, they, they both scored like 28 points like in the last, the first like 10 minutes. And then there was yeah. like 17 points in the entire game after that. It was It was weird. All right. I've got uh, two individual performances that I wanted to bring up. So one is, of course, Jarrett Patterson for Buffalo, the running back. 36 carries, 409 yards and eight touchdowns. And the the eight rushing touchdowns ties the FBS record. He was 18 yards short of Samaj P. Ryan's uh, rushing yards record in a single game. And he could have got it. He would have got it probably if Lance Leipold hadn't taken him out. Uh, he, on the last drive, his backup running back ended up getting the touchdown in the yards. So uh, he, I think Leipold said after the game, he didn't realize that he was so close to to that record. So, you know, it's all right. We'll, we'll let it go. Who's the stat guy? Somebody's got to get in the head coach's ear there, man. I know someone's got to tell him, but wow. Ross Tucker was great on on the call uh, saying, what are you doing? Why are you taking him out? We're trying to, <laughs> trying to make history here. Yeah, that's you got to do that. Uh, but... With this performance, I, of course, went to the play index. So let's enter the trivia zone. Um, I'm going to ask you a trivia question here. Trivia. Doesn't matter what it is, you have answers. Zone. When you ask me those kind of questions, it really pisses me off. Trivia zone. Okay, so Jarrett Patterson now has 920 rushing yards on the season in his first four games. That's the most by anyone in their first four games since 2000. The second most is nearly 100 yards fewer. It's 828 yards in 2006 by which Northern Illinois running back? Garrett Wolf. 
Garrett Wolf. Very good. Wow. Right. I, I don't know why that came to me so quick. <laughs> that was very quick. <laughs> Third on the list, 787 yards in 2017, Stanford. Christian McCaffrey. McCaffrey. Nope. Bryce Love, son of a gun. Yeah, Bryce Love. There's so many. It's like Gerhardt. Gerhardt. Yeah. Gerhard, <laughs> yeah. yeah. That was a little too early. Yeah, McCaffrey. That's a little too late, I should say, for McCaffrey, I guess. Yeah. All right. 750 yards. And this is going to be another tough one. 2016 San Diego State. Pumphrey. Okay. Wow. You got that quick. Oh, yeah, right. I just, yeah, I get you just got to guess one, the, the first one that comes <laughs> to your head. Oh, is that what you got to do? You don't want to think about it? <laughs> I, I, I did. I, that was, if I thought about worked. it too much, I would have. Yeah. Worked out. Okay, so now let's get to the touchdowns aspect of it. We covered the yard. So he has 16 touchdowns through four games. The next most anyone has had since 2000 in his first four games is 12. Uh, and that and so three guys have done that. The last player to do it was a quarterback. Which quarterback? 12 touchdowns in first four games, and it was a quarterback. Mm-hmm. 12 rushing touchdowns, yep. Wow. wow. Okay. Got to be a running quarterback here. Who we got? Khalil Tate. No, that's, you, well, that's that's interesting. I, he may have done it in a, although I don't know if he did, but he may have done it in a four game stretch yeah, in yeah. his first four games. But this has to be the team's first four games. Team's first four first four games rushing QB. I Ooh. can give you a hint if you want. Running QB first four games. Name great running QB quarterbacks. Was it in the last five years? Yeah. Okay. Um, Jalen Hurts. It was 2016, not Jalen Hurts. Hmm. 2016. <laughs> hmm. He, I can give you another hint. Congrats, man. I mean, running court, great running quarterback, great quarterback overall. Right. He could pass, he could run. He, wow. He won the Heisman Trophy. Oh, Lamar Mariota. Jackson. Oh, Lamar, Lamar Jackson. Jackson. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. All right, well, so I'm you got that. Yet. Wow! After a hint, um, yeah, yeah. The other guys who had twelve touchdowns in their first four games were running backs. So one was Temple, two thousand eleven. Temple running back. That's a tough one. I almost thought about not even asking. I mean, you could get it, but yeah, it's ringing initials. Bell, but... Initials BP. I'll, Batting uh, practice. I don't know. No. Uh, yeah. Uh, boy, this is tough. BP. Uh, Bernard Pollard. I don't know. I don't know. Oh, the first name was right. Bernard. (laughs) Well, did you say Powell or Pollard? He said Bernard and they said Pollard or. Oh, yeah. I think I said Pollard (laughs) or Powell. I don't know. Bernard. Wow. How soon was the same same last name as Arizona State's defensive coordinator? Oh, Pierce. Pierce. Oh, Pierce. Yeah. Okay. Now that makes sense. Now that I remember that guy. (laughs) And then the last one, I, I hesitate that. This one's impossible. I mean, not impossible. Uh, but Toledo 2001. Nope. I would never have gotten it. I mean, I've, I know who he is, but I, I don't know. All right. He has the same first name as, uh, as the Cheetos guy. I, did. I don't know the Cheetos guy. All right. It's Chester Taylor. It's Chester. Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, his name's right. Chester. Yeah. I, I was oh. supposed to know that. I, I, I'm going to uh, shorten out those, those breaks for when you guys were thinking for the, the audio listeners, but apologies to the YouTube folks. You're getting that yeah. whole, you're getting that whole thing. Chester <laughs> Taylor. All right. Yeah. All mm. right. So I'm not, I'm not done yet, by the way, guys, with my first takeaway, because the other individual performance got to bring up is Sarah Fuller. 
for yes, Vanderbilt. Yes. Became the first woman to play in a Power 5 game. Uh, unfortunately, Vanderbilt could not help out at all. They couldn't get in field goal range. They couldn't score a touchdown to have her kick an extra point. Uh, but she did get to do the, the kickoff to start the second half. And she did well. It appears they they asked her to you know do kind of a directional squib. And it went yeah, right to it was- 35. No return. I mean, just I what they asked, probably. So, yeah, it's too bad. I mean, because they got a lot of people that wouldn't normally watch a Vanderbilt Missouri game, including myself. I was flipping over it, but gosh, yep. that offense was just too inept. Can we get us one? Come on, come on. I know yeah, they, that that stunk, but very cool, very cool. Story. I think the Either the way. Vanderbilt president was also thinking the same thing. Like, God, oh, come on, yeah. you're fired. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, that was that was a good story. Yeah. All right, I'm gonna go kind of to a more, I guess, bad story, and that's. Indiana. Um, mm. First of all, in their game, it, it wasn't necessarily pretty. They they beat Maryland. Um, the first half was kind of ugly. But then they they flexed their muscle and were pretty dominant. I was actually impressed how they bounced back after that the loss against Ohio State. Um, you know, you thought they might cave with uh, after their their hopes were kind of crushed the week before. But the obvious storyline, the bad news was Michael Penix now tore his ACL out for the year. Uh, you really feel for the Hoosier fans. I mean, this is their best team ever and their quarterback goes down. That's, that's hard. I mean, they're season's not over, but that's a tough blow. Yeah, for sure. That one hurts. It's feel bad for Penix and that's tough. Mm-hmm. Um, but Hey, they have Tuttle coming back, right? So they, they he, he was a highly recruited guy. Hopefully he can fill in and do well. Yeah. Um, all right. My next takeaway, uh, the civil war, just an incredible game, Oregon and Oregon. St- I'm guessing we're not supposed to call it the civil war anymore. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, Oregon, sorry. Oregon state. Whatever. Sorry about that now. Yes. Oregon, Oregon state, big game. Um, super fun game to watch. Um, so kind of just say like Oregon state, they were, they're kind of hanging in there in the first half. They were down 11 going into halftime. You kind of thought maybe Oregon would just kind of pull away, but the Beavers hung tough. Uh, so we kind of jump forward here to the fourth quarter. Beavers were down 38-34 with about eight minutes left, and they went on a long, like, six-minute-plus drive down four, and it ended up in a turnover on downs. Uh, they, couldn't stop, they couldn't convert a fourth down uh, with about two minutes left, and they were at Oregon's 15. They were right about to score. So Oregon gets the ball, about two minutes left. Game over, right? Not so much. Uh, the Beavers held Oregon to a quick three and out. They had three timeouts, so a quick three and out. Um, only 23 seconds came off the clock. So the Beavers got the ball back real quick and they drove down the field again, got it to the one yard line. Their starting quarterback, Tristan Jebbia hurts his, I don't even know what he hurt, but he hurt hamstring, his hamstring. Maybe. Was it ankle? He said, his, he said his hamstring on the sideline. Okay. Well, it, he looked like he was in a lot of pain and it seemed like more of a hamstring than an ankle injury to me just by his, the look on his face. Um, so anyways, yeah, so he, he was out. They got to bring in their backup quarterback, Chance Nolan. Never played D one snap before. His first and only snap, fourth and goal from the one yard line to win the Oregon Oregon State QB sneak. They push it. He gets it easy. They push him in way way past. And mm-hmm. so Oregon State pulled out the win, forty one thirty eight. Star of the game though was uh, Jamar Jefferson, the uh, Oregon State running back. He rushed for uh, uh, the that game record two hundred twenty six yards. So I mean that was that was fun. And the Beavers they they were. If you look at the stats, they were actually the better team as far as statistics. They 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 were they had more yards. They were better on the ground. So they they that wasn't a fluke. They they pretty much deserved to win that game. Yeah, yeah, huge huge win. That was uh, Jonathan Smith. Yeah, just done a he's on he's unbelievable, there. man. He 
not getting enough credit yet. And you could argue they could have, they could have, or should have beaten Washington. So you would have beaten Oregon and Washington the same season. That's crazy. Should be three and one. That was a that bad spot. They got jobbed. They got jobbed. All right. Uh, Second takeaway for me is Matt Campbell now has a chance to do something that has not been done at Iowa State since 1912, and that's win a conference championship because they beat Texas 23 to 20 on a 69-yard game-winning drive. Nice. Uh, so they they have not quite clinched a berth in the Pac. Or yeah, the, definitely not, not the Pac-12 not, title. Not officially. I got to tell you, they don't look good for the Pac-12 title the, at all. It's n- dicey. Uh, big Big 12 title, though. They're like 99.99% in because there's only one scenario that could keep them out. It involves them, of course, losing to West Virginia, uh, Kansas beating Texas, among many other things. So it's that like eight other things need to happen. So they're in pretty much. And uh, likely playing OU if, if OU takes care of business, but that's that's not a sure thing. Correct. No. Uh, one of my takeaways now is Michigan. We could kind of have it every week. And Harbaugh, they uh, they lost at home to winless Penn State 27-17. And we all know Penn State is better than their record, but they're still not. They're not great, and yeah. it's not a good look for Harbaugh. Uh, they just cannot get a quarterback – and that has been a problem at his during his whole tenure, really, at Michigan, getting consistent, solid quarterback play. Um, that it's been musical chairs a little bit this year, and just hasn't been working. The alumni is starting to really gripe. Not happy. A lot of them took to Twitter this past weekend. Brian Greasy, he's the Monday night. Uh, he he tweeted, you know, something to the effect of, "What more do we need to see?" Like. Because mm-hmm. they they there was a graphic of all his his record against his rivals and it's well documented. But I'm starting to I'm starting to lean that way. I'm still pro Harbaugh, but it's it's getting harder and harder to defend. This is the first year where it's really blown up. Obviously, like before yeah. this year, if you were griping on Harbaugh, it's like it wasn't fair. Yeah. I I agree with that. I think it's and at some point, I think both things can be true. You can you can think that eh, I wouldn't mind them moving on from Harbaugh. And you can think his overall tenure there, he did a fine job. Like yeah. I think both of those things can be true, but no one was really even happy when he was doing the kind of good job early in the tenure. They well, at least a few years in, they weren't. They just because so they didn't happy. win any big games. Like they they just got so unlucky yeah. in a few of those. So, and yeah. at some point too, I mean, obviously they're 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 bad this year, and perception becomes reality too. With if every, if the fan base is not happy, if the boosters yeah. are not happy, you kind of got to cut the cord before. I think get he gets I'm not next saying year. that's necessarily the case yet, but I could see it happening. Yeah. I think he gets next year, and it's kind of like Frost. Uh, they they need good years next year, or else they could be gone. Okay, we'll see. Well, I'm sure there'll be more talk about that in the coming weeks, so we got time yep. to discuss that. All right, is it my turn? Yes, sir. All right, my final one, Northwestern here. Unfortunate loss for Northwestern, but kind of just typical. They, they They can beat anybody. Um, they can lose to anybody. Uh, and this proved to here. They were, they, they went down 29 to 20, uh, at the hands of Michigan state, um, Sparty, you know, they're not very, that great this year. Um, but they do have, technically they do have two top 15 wins I mean, <laughs> yeah. was in the top 15 when they beat them. There you uh, go. And Northwestern was eight. So a top 10 win in a top 15. So come on, something to hang your hat on. Um, yeah. So, anyways, but Peyton Ramsey really struggled in this one. He was threw under fifty percent of his passes. Uh, well, completed under fifty percent of his passes. He threw them a hundred percent. He threw them all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a couple picks. They couldn't run the ball well. They had four turnovers. Uncharacteristic of them. Ugly game. Um, 
you know, they're still pretty much a lock at this point uh, to make the Big Ten title game because they're sitting at five and one. Um, and their game this week coming up at Minnesota is is canceled. So they only have one game left, um, which means the two loss Iowa team right behind them can't really pass them since Northwestern already beat them. So mm-hmm. uh, and then Wisconsin's, Wisconsin's not, not going to play enough. Game. Exactly. Wisconsin won't be able to qualify. So I was the only was the only team that had a chance and they needed Northwestern to lose twice. So we're sure Nebraska's know. not still in it. Um, we would need. I don't even know. Just <laughs> don't even say what we just need. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I won't even say it. It's not good stuff. So, yeah, um, there you go. Northwestern. Their undefeated re- uh, season comes to an end, but they still have yeah. Big Ten title hopes. All right. Uh, big game ended in just always the most anticlimactic way for a game to end. So Cal uh, was down seven. They went on a 90-yard drive, scored a touchdown with under a minute left, and the extra point to tie was blocked by Stanford. <laughs> Oof, that's always the worst. <laughs> it's a tough um, way to lose. Ouch. Just a brutal start for for a Cal team that we all had as you know on our preview episodes a dark horse in the Pac-12 North. Um, but yeah, zero and three, and they have Oregon and at Washington State left. Not great. Yeah, it's uh, it's been bad with uh, some of the stuff that's gone on there. They've had some injuries and some uh, cancellations. It's it just has. They haven't been able to get a solid footing. I think they'll be all right next year, though. Yeah, they could be could be a buy low team next year. Mm-hmm. All right, my last takeaway is Texas A and M. They won. They beat LSU twenty to seven, but it it wasn't pretty. Um, Not at all. They're, they're sitting there at fifth in the CFP rankings, and you know, with the right combination of things occurring, they could sneak in the playoff um, at this point. But they have to be when you look at them right now, kind of with that quote unquote eye test. They have to have to be one of the weaker kind of fifth place teams at this point in the season um, or playoff teams at this point, they're 14th in SP plus like this past week against LSU is pretty poor defense. Kellen was 11 of 34 for only 105 yards. He went back uh, to being my boy, you know? We, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we all, we as a podcast all like the Aggies were, were bullish on them probably compared to most over the last couple of years. Uh, but they right now just that they don't look like the number five team in the country. They can make a case this week at Auburn, but last week wasn't the best. Their defense looks legit. I'll give them that. Their D line is very good. They, That's they got true. Some, I mean, if they, they kill in mind, could LSU's, just step it up a bit. Yeah. That's not even necessarily killing Mon though. It's well, it kind of was. He was Spiller's, Spiller's good, but the Kellen Mon yeah. kind of held him back this week, but maybe it was a, a blip. Didn't have great weapons, back. but yeah, he's got Weidermeyer, but they lost a lot of receivers early in the season. But, I mean, Mond has had a good year overall until this game. He, yeah, for the most part, has been pretty good. I know. That's yeah, good. I'm, I mean, not, I'm not off the wagon. It's just, it's just it was a little bit of an alarm. Yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, okay. There you go. There's week 13. Didn't even bring up the Iron Bowl uh, just because it was well, such I a mean, blowout. To bring uh, up. They, yeah. Even without Nick Saban, of course, out due to COVID, Sark, Sark got the job done. Sark did a tremendous job. Yes. All right, let's get to some segments. Uh, some unsurprising news is our first segment. Derek Mason has been fired at mm-hmm. Vanderbilt. What are your thoughts on on that decision, and and what are some candidates you like? My thought, I, I mean, everybody agrees. I don't think there's anybody out here defending <laughs> Derek Mason uh, getting not or said he should have stayed or anything like that. He was it was time to go, um, and I think the timing is good too. I mean, there's no real reason to wait. Um, get that position open. Uh, maybe you can get, gain, uh, gain some interest from, from certain coaches kind of get your, uh, 
head out there first and see what's out there. Um, as far as some candidates, yeah, I mean, it's it's tough right at this point to, to, to pinpoint, but there's some names that are kind of getting thrown out by a few places that I saw. Jay Norvell is one. Um, he's, he's doing well at Nevada. He's their head coach right now. He's also spent some time pretty much at every level. OU, Nebraska. He's, he's been, been everywhere. He's been in the NFL. So he's been all over the place. He's got the experiences, assistant, head coach, NFL, whatever you want. So he's he'd be a solid, solid pick. Uh, Clark Lee, he's uh, Notre Dame's defensive coordinator. He actually played at Vandy uh, in the early 2000s. So that's kind of a good connection right there. And of course, Notre Dame's defense is playing very, very well. So uh, I could see that. Uh, one more I'll say, and then you guys, whoops, can bring in some uh, couple others, but I'll say Sean Lewis. Um, he's a young guy, 34 years old, uh, Kent State's head coach, and he's kind of leading them to some unprecedented, unprecedented success here lately, especially offensively, which might be kind of exciting for them. So uh, there's just a few guys, but it's, it's a, it, it's pretty wide open right now. It yeah. Is. I don't hate that, that last, uh, candidate you mentioned, but I'll also say, uh, you know, you're not gonna be able to get, in my opinion, a uh, Hugh freeze. So mm-hmm. I think he can get a better job in my opinion. Um, if I'm going to take a guy, so here's the thing. If you're Vanderbilt, you're kind of sitting in that situation. Like, how can we differentiate ourselves? You might want to go. The, you might, well, maybe he could be oh, another I thought option. I you were gone. Sorry. No, but I was saying you're not going to be able to out recruit half the SEC or, you know, a lot of the SEC. So why not go with a Munkin or Niamatololo and try and bring the option? Just do something different. Um, if you are going to try and go more conventional, Maybe you got to take a flyer, like a guy like Will Healy at Charlotte. You got this, a young guy, just maybe you can catch, catch lightning in a bottle and he can take it to the next level. Yeah. Yeah. The, the option discussion, there's always, there's a lot of people on Twitter and just in general that are in favor of these really bad teams in to, to go to the option. And I mean, I, I can't argue against it personally. If I were a fan of Vanderbilt, I, I guess I wouldn't want it. I don't know why. I guess I just think I'd want to get the next James Franklin or try to because. I don't know. It just seems like there's there's more upside there, but there's definitely more downside. So uh, I, I don't know. I w- I, I'm on the board with the option thing. I mean, they can kind of level the playing yeah. field. You re- recruit a totally different type of athlete and, you know, it's, no, that's true. So that's like true. You, I, you're, you're making the point. It's just like you can't you can't recruit with these guys. You're, you're never going to out recruit Bama. You're never going to out recruit LSU. If you do the same thing they do, you're not going to beat them. Okay. Yeah, but you're, and you'll, no one's ever going to out recruit Bama and LSU, but it's like, can you out recruit the seventh best team? And that's going to be tough. Yeah. You need to get some, you know, commitments that they're going to invest in, in the program there and that you're going to get a good staff around you. Um, I like the name you brought up, Trey Will Healy, because I think that is, if you're looking for that next potential James Franklin, then he's at least a, a possibility. And, and I think you'd be getting him at a good time because. I mean, he's done a, a fine job in his first two years at, at Charlotte, but nothing like incredible that's going to get the attention of, you know, some of the, the bigger power five schools. But that's good because once he does, if he does have great success at Charlotte, he's probably maybe too good for you because he's he's just a, a name that's generated a lot of buzz uh, the last few years, even going back to Austin P when he completely turned, yeah. turned them around. So I think that's an interesting one. Lance Leipold at Buffalo. He's doing a great job there. Older um, gentleman. But, you know, yeah, yeah. Sean Lewis would be the younger option. But uh, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Like you said, lots of names. It's, it's hard to say. Jeff Fisher has been thrown around. Oh, my gosh. Of course he has. <laughs> I don't know. I'm never I mean, I could probably okay. talk myself into it. I, it's not what I would do. But yeah, hey, it, Herm Edwards is working out. So very true. 
All right, let's get to uh, some playoff scenarios. So, of course, last week after we recorded, the CFP rankings came out. Gives us a little bit of a better picture into what the, the committee's thinking. Uh, so so let's go through the top you know, several teams in, in the CFP rankings and lay out their, their playoff case. Uh, sure. so, so Ryan, start us out with Alabama. Yeah, that's a pretty easy one there. Um, they, if, so obviously, if they win out, they're in, no doubt about it. Uh, um, <laughs> you never know. You never know. They could look <laughs> ugly. Um, yeah, so, and, but if they lose, let's say they, I mean, they're not going to lose in, uh, until the SEC title game. So let's go to the SEC title game. Um, if they lose that one to Florida, they're still very likely being in. Uh, slight chance that they yeah. don't, but I mean, I s- still think that they get in. I it agree. Would take a lot I, I think, chaos. yeah, yeah, it would, it would, I, they would have to, and really they would have to get blown sl- out exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> They'd have to get slow, and even then, I don't know, but and, yeah. I agree there. Yeah, as long as they don't lose a couple, I think they're in. Uh, okay, Notre Dame was number number two in the rankings. This is an interesting one. So they're undefeated right now. So obviously, if they win out, they're in. Uh, if they lose to Clemson in the ACC championship, they still have a really good resume. One loss uh, to Clemson, of course, and and they, a team they beat earlier in the season. And so if the favorites win elsewhere, like in the other conferences, then I think likely both Clemson and Notre Dame are in now. Because you'd have Alabama and maybe Ohio State potentially yeah let's let's say those two yeah and so mm-hmm. you'd be comparing notre dame to maybe a two loss oklahoma or two undefeated loss florida, Cincinnati, florida. yeah two loss florida i think i think one loss notre dame would get in in that in that scenario agree now here's here's an interesting one though so let's say so clemson beats notre dame clemson's in obviously <laughs> florida beats alabama florida's mm. in yeah yeah and we just kind of said even if alabama loses we think they're in so let's say they're the third team i, w- I would think Mm-hmm. Uh, let's say it's a close game and, and and so okay so there's those three are in now you get down to maybe an undefeated ohio state and a one loss notre, notre dame, dame. Mm. and that's that could be tough especially if ohio state has another game canceled and maybe doesn't make the big 10 title um and they in that scenario four. if they don't make the big 10 title notre dame would get in okay so you think I, like would that be a six and oh ohio state I or i think it would be no maybe they'd be five and oh yes well maybe five and oh because well, if you may, if you play six games, you would make the Big Ten title game. My thing with Ohio State though is but then they win. They wait a sec. The, they'd win. They'd play another Wisconsin. game against Wisconsin or Iowa. They play. play number, they get the championship. Week. Two plays two. Honestly, and I, this is right. this has been yeah. my thing is Ohio State. It literally could almost be better for them to just annihilate Wisconsin in the non-conference title game than just go play a one-loss Northwestern in the big 10 title game. I mean, I know it's weird, but I mean, they could be unbeaten and beat a better team. And people are going to say, Oh, Wisconsin lost to Northwestern. Wisconsin's on paper. still the better team. I know they lost, but, but I mean, if you dominated Wisconsin to stay undefeated, I'm not saying they'd get in over Notre Dame, but I'm saying it might be a better compelling case for Ohio state. See, I disagree. I think even, I think facing Northwestern in the big 10 championship, having that conference championship, which they're supposed to value Yes. would be better now that's true like i see your argument but i think it what hurts them it depends on what happens with wisconsin in the next few weeks but wisconsin's only what two and one right now yeah they have if they have yeah, really wisconsin, if much. wisconsin loses another game fine but yeah 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 I, okay I, so they but i, I still have in the i still might in. have notre dame in over them <laughs> all right so let's I, we kind of talked about a lot of scenarios there so let's say ohio state does play the rest of their games 
Yeah. They're undefeated. They win the conference championship. Yeah. Uh, do they get in over a one loss Notre Dame? Boy, it, it, it depends on how I, well, how good they look. I really do. Like yeah. if Ohio state dominates, I think they get in. If they barely squeak, which they haven't looked super, super impressive so far. I think Notre Dame gets in. Yeah. And okay. I think, uh, I think Ohio state's better, but you, Notre Dame's resume is better. Ohio state really, even if they go unbeaten, they won't really have beaten the that the amazing of a, stinks. of a team. Yeah. The, the conference is down this year. So I would yeah. still think lean to Notre Dame. Yeah. It's yeah. going to be close though. <laughs> Tough call. Yeah, we're, I think we're all open-minded about that argument. We'll, we'll see when we get there, but it's, uh, like a yeah, couple weeks ago, I would have for sure said Ohio State, but now the more we've learned mm-hmm. about the Big Ten, I'm yep. leaning towards the Irish. Yeah. Okay. Who's number right. three? Oh, we got Clemson. Uh, theirs is very simple, straightforward. If they yeah. if they win out, if they beat so essentially, if they beat Notre Dame in the ACC title, they're in. Um, but if they lose to Notre Dame again, or even slip up against Virginia Tech this weekend, then they're out. They'll have a couple losses and. That's yep. all she wrote. Yep. Likely, yeah. Yeah, that's that is true. All right, let's go to Ohio State then. We kind of touched on them here a little bit already. Um, so I mean, if they win the Big Ten championship, they play this weekend, they play Michigan and they win against Northwestern. It's hard to imagine they wouldn't make they wouldn't make it, but it's possible. It is it is definitely possible. Yeah. They're they're not a lock. They're not a lock. No, yeah. Um, which is surprising to say, but it's just the way it is. Their schedule's not strong enough, and they haven't so far up to this point looked dominant enough. Um, if they don't make the title game due to the cancellation of games, or they just, or I mean, obviously, if they lose a game, they're out. There's just no doubt yeah. about that. But um, if they don't, let's say they have this week weekend's game canceled, and they don't make the Vintage title game, I, I think it becomes very, very difficult for them to make it. Um, I just, they'd have to get lucky to make the, the playoff in my eyes. Okay. I'm not, I'm not sure if I feel as strongly as you, but that's, that's a reasonable, reasonable take there. Uh, okay. A&M was fifth and they likely have at Auburn against Ole Miss and at Tennessee left. I think the SEC schedule is still kind of in flux, but I think those should be their three games. If they went out they're nine and one with a win over Florida and their only losses at Alabama. So not not a bad resume. Of course, they're not going to make the, the SEC championship. So they need some help. So here's the scenario where that they're most hoping for. They're not passing Alabama. So so they might as well have Bama beat Florida in the SEC championship. So that knocks Florida out. Notre Dame beats Clemson to knock Clemson out. Yep. Then you're you're likely so just those two results, obviously, along with AM winning out, and your likely playoffs gonna be Notre Dame, Alabama, let's say Ohio State, and and it would maybe come down to A and M versus Cincinnati, and I, I think A and M would would yep. get in. So I agree. There it's you go. not that far fetched. No, it's not. It's not. And Trey, to his credit, you've been talking about that for a few weeks. I had kind of written him off a little bit, but it could happen. They're hanging around. Yep, they are. Um, all right, we got the Florida Gators. If they lose another, they'll be out with since they have two losses. They lost to A and M earlier, but obviously, if they win out and get to beat. Bama and the SEC title, they're they're in. Yep, pretty simple yep. there. Yep, definitely. Uh, all right, so let's go to Cincinnati here, team that's kind of kind on the outskirts here. Um, so Cincinnati plays Tulsa here to to, to end the regular season. Top twenty five Tulsa, tough team, um, but they're going to play them again. <laughs> so they 
they're already set in stone about who they're going to play. And so they're going to have to play them twice. Um, And of course they obviously need to beat them twice and they need to do it convincingly to, to help their case um, to have a chance. So, you know, I think they need, so they got to have, it's almost like what Michael said, but they need Texas A&M to also lose, (laughs) you know, that same scenario. But so you got Clemson needs to lose another game again. Uh, Texas A&M needs to lose to Auburn or Tennessee or whoever. Florida needs to lose to Bama. Um, and then they might need Ohio state also to lose a game or to have some cancellations as well. So they might not need that though. In the, in the scenario we laid out, they might not need Ohio state. Yeah. So, cause you're going to have Bama, you're going to have Notre Dame and, um, oh yeah, no, that's true. Yeah. Maybe yeah. Ohio state. Could yeah, be Ohio true. state. And then since it could be the fourth team. True. So. My fault. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's not that far fetched. It's that's, yeah. It's not thing. Um, the other thing, what do you get? We didn't really bring it up, but what if Clemson beats Notre Dame by like 30? Which you know, possible. does that, you know, like I don't, I, a lot of people are just automatically putting the Irish in. I'm, they're still, they could no, just, they're get not automatically in. Yeah. If we, you get a truck like that, yeah. You know, and then, cause then I would bring up the point that, yeah, Notre Dame beat Clemson, but it was at home and without Trevor Lawrence, but that's a separate story. Still yeah, a good yeah. win because DJ Uangalale is impressive. <laughs> yeah. Right. Okay, well, I, I thought that was fun to to look through those scenarios. Um, we'll see what see what happens. And we didn't bring up any Big Twelve or Pac twelve teams. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Any other teams? Yeah, I wish I should say that. Any other teams that that have any sort of sh- chance? No, no. It's too bad Iowa State lost Week One to yeah, Louisiana. Yeah. They they'd be sitting unbeaten. Oklahoma, if they wouldn't have lost two, well, Iowa State <laughs> would be sitting with one loss. I don't know no, what they, Trey said, but. Wait, Ohio- Iowa State has one loss. No, they have two. two losses. Oh well, there you go. <laughs> they lost to OU. <laughs> or, lost to OU um, yeah. Sorry, they, no, no, no. They lost to Oklahoma no. They State beat OU. Then. They lost yeah, to Oklahoma State. State. That's right. There it is. That's right. Louisiana. Yeah. Never mind. <laughs> yeah, but I'm sorry, if, I, if they did right beat Louisiana. I zoned out when Trey was talking. <laughs> yeah. There. yeah, the Big Twelve is pretty much toast. Oklahoma is probably playing the best, but they have two losses, and it's everybody yeah, has two losses in the Big Twelve. There's no yeah. When you get below Crazy. like the Cincinnati level and everything, it's it just would take insane amount of chaos. I'm sure I could if I could pick the result of every game, I could somehow get OU in, but it would yeah. It would take it. That's true. I wonder who would, a lot. Yeah, I mean, poor BYU. Yeah, yeah, BYU is 14th in the initial ranking. Unless they're able to schedule some juggernaut, even that. I mean, they're drawing dead with their current schedule. There's no way yeah. they're getting in, and may probably not even if if they are able to schedule a good team. But we'll see. I know. It's too bad that they've had a kind of a rough go on the schedule here, but yeah, yeah. Okay, let's uh, let's get to our other sponsor. Yes, our other sponsor here. All right, who is that? Ready? All right. So our second sponsor here, join mybookie.ag here. Uh, So if you're thinking about joining uh, a betting website, um, this is the site you should join. You really should. Uh, They have so many bonuses, free bets boosted odds uh it's really a, a no-brainer uh so for example this past weekend they gave a 200 dollars 250 free bet on the lions texans games uh texans game um on turkey day um friday they had 10 boosted odds or like line move bets so for, um so let's say you they'd, they'd give you auburn plus 31 when the line was really 24 so they give you a free seven points um, it's just many things just kind of like that. And there was 10 of them. So 
Um, and the boost we we this you know all the bros were on it this this weekend. The boosts were huge. Four out of like the five games that happened were like you, we ended up winning because of the boosted odds. So right. it was uh, it was a fun thing that you know we we uh, certainly took advantage of. But um, they also have all the casino games that you would want. Um, they have everything. They have good customer service, um, and you can uh, if you join, um, they'll they'll match fifty percent of your first deposit. So let's say you put in a thousand, they'll put give you a free 500 to work with so go to mybookie.ag use the promo code cfbros all caps um and start winning today i mean it's it's a great place we've had a lot of fun so far we talk about it all the time and it's created some excitement you know it creates some a lot of more fun on those games that you might not necessarily be interested interested in but hey i got five bucks on uh, buffalo tonight hey i know i'm all of a sudden really rooting for Jarrett patterson to get his ninth touchdown <laughs> so you know uh mybookie.ag promo code cf bros all right let's uh let's get to week 14 make some picks here uh first game is on friday it's louisiana at app state big game in the Sun Belt. uh app state's favored well yeah i guess coastal it isn't it isn't (laughs) yeah it's a big two good teams how about that i know that's what's weird about it it's you would think this would have some implications but it's just there's no implications here um yeah louisiana already has the west division wrapped up so they're they're going to be in the Sun Belt Championship game, and Appalachian State can't catch Coastal in the East. Coastal already has that wrapped up. So, like Michael said, it's just two good teams playing. Um, it's, you know, so this pride of the game here of just winning is really what's on the line. Um, it's a tough game to pick though because I, I think both teams. I mean, obviously both teams are good, but they're also somewhat similar. Um, they both are strong running teams with good solid defenses. They're led by experienced quarterbacks that can run a little bit. They both score about the same, give up about the same. It's a tough one, um, but I'm leaning towards Louisiana. Um, the first seven games they played, uh, relatively close games. None of them were really lopsided in either direction, but um, they've won their last two games by a combined 78 points. Um, that, to me, it seems like they're firing a little bit more on all cylinders. Uh, they've looked really, really good. So um, I think uh, I'll take the two and a half points and uh, take Louisiana. I, I hear you with that, but uh, Louisiana, to me, I've I've followed them a lot this year. They're eight and one. They're good, um, but I don't think they're quite as good as we maybe thought they would be, or as good as their record indicates. Um, four of their wins have been by less than seven points or seven or less. So I'm going to take App State at home, senior day for them. Zach Thomas minus two and a half. I'm going to lock them up. Whoa, hello, yeah. yeah. All right, I am definitely less confident than Trey. Like you, Ryan, I thought this game was really tough to pick. Yeah. Evenly matched teams. Um, I guess I think App State is a little better. I know Louisiana only has one loss. Uh, but like we've talked about, since that Iowa State game, it's just I feel like they've they've had some luck for, for sure. So maybe their, their luck runs out this game. But uh, yeah, good quarterback matchup. Levi Lewis and Zach Thomas. I'll just have fun watching this Friday night because... Yeah. The other game that was supposed to be Friday night no longer is. That's Washington State at USC. And uh, is that game required tr- to be on a Friday? Seems like that game's always played on a Friday. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. I remember yeah. <laughs> losing to them on a, I believe it was a Friday, maybe a Thursday yeah, or Friday. I think, yep. Anyway, uh, but it's moved to Sunday now because USC's been having some issues with COVID. Of course, had to cancel their game last week against Colorado. They had four positive tests, seven more are out due to contact tracing. And I, so I think it hit a, a particular position group hard. Um, so we'll see. I, I don't know if this this game's going to happen. 
Uh, there's no point spread for it, so we, we won't make picks here. But hopefully yeah. it can go off. That'd be fun to watch on Sunday. It's been uh, it's been rough over here in L.A., man. Yeah, it's been rough a lot of places. It's uh, yeah, not good. Yeah. Clemson minus 22 at Virginia Tech is our next game. What do you think here, Trey? Man, Dabo is in revenge mode and wants to take it out on everyone at this point. Um, they were up 31 nothing, I believe, on on Pitt in the first quarter this past weekend. And the Just Hokies, yeah, the Hokies have been very disappointing. They've now lost three in a row, including the last game. They lost by 33 to Pitt, only putting up 14 points. In the preseason, I circled this game as a potential stumbling block for Clemson going to Blacksburg on, in December. Not anymore. I'm going to take the hungry Clemson team. Yeah, I, uh, I'm i hesitant in this game. I've, of course, been high on Virginia Tech. Uh, they they actually have played reasonably well all season long, despite being one of the, the worst hit teams in terms of COVID, especially early in the season. So they've it's been kind of a mess, especially defensively. But they are 20th in SP+. 31st in Sagarin's predictor. So they have been good until last week. Yes. Like you said, just got killed by Pitt. So I wonder if they've, um, and right. they've just, they've lost close games. So that's, you know, their, their record of course, isn't what they want it to be. And the, the fans of course are not, not happy with uh, Justin Fuente. So I wonder if kind of the bottom's going to fall out here. I, I guess we'll, we'll find out in this game, but I'm going to stick with them for one more week. I'll, I'll go with Virginia tech. I think at the very least Hendon hooker and Khalil Herbert, you know, they've, they've, got the potential to be explosive on offense so they could they could get a backdoor cover i think the bottom kind of already fell out when they got smoked by pit that ryan you don't you just you can't you don't you can't keep within 20 points of kenny pickett it's tough to do <laughs> <laughs> that's true i had trouble spitting that one out yeah. <laughs> uh i'm going with trey i think clemson's on a mission here it's the second half of the season they're 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 in prove it mode trevor lawrence is back and wanting to do well too they just you know, this is the type of games where they just absolutely destroy teams. Uh, and Virginia Tech, just they're not going to be able to stop Clemson. Clemson's going to put up oh, whatever yeah. they want. So give me Clemson. Uh, I think they'll win huge. All right. Texas A&M minus seven at Auburn. For me, this is this is too many points uh, to give on the road with an A&M team that hasn't you know really been dominant this year. Struggled to score, as we talked about last week, against a, a bad LSU defense. And, you know, not to go small sample here, but allow me to go small sample. Auburn is 4-0 at home with uh, double-digit wins over Kentucky, LSU, who they killed, and Tennessee. Um, you know, not great teams there, but but still, like, they're not a bad That's team. That's three so far. What's, who's the fourth team? Well, the fourth one was uh, Arkansas. It wasn't a double-digit win. And they, oh. We're, we're lucky to win it, but still, it was a win. <laughs> yeah, they got really lucky. They should have lost. <laughs> I know, I know. That's why I didn't <laughs> want to bring it up, Ryan. <laughs> no, but still, they, uh, you know, hopefully Tank Bigsby is, is going to be healthier this week. Uh, he's been playing through an injury. It just wouldn't surprise me if, if Auburn upsets AM. So I'm, uh, I'm going to make Auburn plus seven points my lock. I thought about that. Yeah, I, I, I agree with Michael. I, I again, I, just the way Kellen Mond looked last week has me very worried. Um, uh, he, he, his arm was just the balls weren't even close. I mean, he had he had some he missed some wide open guys. He was either throwing it in the dirt or they're throwing it way over their head. It was just not good. I, I'm not sure what was the deal because, like we, we Michael had mentioned, like he's been pretty solid, you know, up to that to this point. Um, so that just has me worried. But even bef- even when he was solid, they still weren't, you know 
putting up 50 points a game or anything. Their offense has still got some limitations, uh, especially on the outside and the perimeter. Uh, and Auburn is, listen, uh, they got destroyed but by Alabama, but that's just like, who cares? Everybody's yeah. going to get destroyed by me. That doesn't factor into this really at all for me. Bo Nix will have a little more success against an A&M defense than he will probably the Bama defense, um, especially when they don't have to pass all the time and get teed up on. So, yeah, I'll take Bo Nix and Auburn to, to cover that seven. Yep, I'm going to give Auburn a shot at home. The offense has been a little stale, but I think they'll uh, figure something out against the Aggies. Yep. All right, Liberty at Coastal Carolina. The Shants are favored seven. Game day. And game day is going to be at this one. That's awesome. Insane. You got one lost Liberty, undefeated Coastal. What do you think, Ryan? Yeah, this is sweet. Uh, awesome here for the the adopted team of the podcast, the the Chanticleers. Two great teams going at it. Um, Coastal still have an outside chance of making a New Year's Six Bowl. Um, they'd obviously need quite a bit of help uh, yeah. to do that. But hey, they would be a uh, I think twelve and zero with wins against like Liberty, App State. They'd have two wins against Louisiana. You know, assuming they win the rest of the yeah, game. Yeah, if Cincinnati stumbles, then. Yeah, so there's maybe that would be four really quality wins. Um, they would be hard to ignore. They'd be really hard to ignore, especially how good they've looked. They've been dominant in pretty much every game outside of Louisiana. So, yep. Well, this one's this is a big one. Um, both QBs uh, for these squads have been awesome. You got Grayson McCall, freshman for Coastal Carolina. He's been fantastic. He has uh, 25 total touchdowns to just one interception on the year, which is just remarkable. Uh, on the flip side, Malik Willis for Liberty. I mean, he's been great on the ground. He's been great through the air. Former Auburn transfer. He's been, you know, just awesome for Hugh Freeze. Uh, so there's, you know, there's a lot to like about both these teams. Um, I'm going to lean with Coastal. I uh, just think they've been a little more consistent. Um, I like their defense a little bit better. Um, and I just can't go against, of course, the the adopted team of the podcast. So I'll take, I'll give the seven points with the shots. I do love watching that Shantz offense. It's so unique. Uh, it's 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 enjoyable. And both these teams are insanely good against the spread this year. They've basically outperformed their they're eight and two and seven and one uh, each. Uh, so I'm going to take the seven points with Malik Willis and Hugh Freeze. Uh, I think they're going to be able to score enough and keep it close. Yeah. But go Shantz. Yeah. Yeah, go Shantz exactly. That's why I'm going with the Shant declares. I don't know. It's hard for me to pick this one logically. Um, I can see why you'd, you'd take take some points with with Liberty. My argument for for Coastal would be they've been tested quite a bit more than Liberty. Liberty's schedule is it's a joke. Arguably the worst in the country. Um, they did have that win at VT. Uh, at the, oh, I thought you were going to say I, I thought you were going to say UMass. That was impressive. <laughs> yeah, that beating UMass forty five nothing or whatever. <laughs> they beat NC State. No, they didn't. They lost to NC State. They lost I know. by a point. They, they, you know, they they covered the spread. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good stuff. Good stuff. Just I knew they played them. I forgot they lost. My bad. Anyone who followed us, they probably, missed a field goal. Followed us once they hear this. Hey, Trey thought Iowa State had two losses or one loss. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I, I screwed up. <laughs> hey, Mike, we're not perfect. When's your screw up coming, Mike? It's we'll see. We'll see. I'll try and probably already had one. We just don't remember. Yeah, that's quite possible. Uh, okay. Indiana at Wisconsin. Wisconsin's favored 14 and a half. What do you think, Trey? Yeah, Jack Tuttle. He's going to get the nod for the Hoosers, but I would expect a, a heavy dose of Stevie Scott and Tim Tim Baldwin at, at running back. Uh, last week, you kind of thought the Hoosers would have a letdown after the Ohio State loss. Like I mentioned that earlier, but I think this week 
that might be that week after losing Penix. Uh, the offense struggled a bit against a bad Maryland defense. So, so I don't really see much success against Wisconsin's very good defense. Uh, the Badgers had a week off after their loss to Northwestern. I'm going to take the fresh Badgers, and I think they're going to bounce back here. I'm with you. I'm going with Wisconsin. I think Wisconsin's lost Northwestern, the five turnovers, maybe just a little bit fluky. I think Graham Mertz will, will bounce back here. Um, and I know Jack Tuttle, we talked about, is a former four-star recruit. He, he transferred from Utah a couple years ago, so he's been there. But your first start going up against <laughs> one of the best defenses in the country. like Wisconsin is, I know they've only played three games, which is probably why they aren't talked about a bunch but that defense is as good as anyone out there so yeah uh yeah that's why i'm going with the badgers i'm gonna go the other way guys 14 and a half points is a lot when you got uh, indiana who's got a good defense um you know they're, they're 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 pretty tough as well on that side of the ball um they shut down maryland of course here last week but uh and then wisconsin they also have kind of shown that with what graham worst last game well he wasn't that great i mean his, of course his first game against no. illinois was amazing then all of a sudden he didn't look that great. The, the, you know his, his last appearance. So I'm, you know, I think fourteen and a half is kind of a lot. Indiana is going to fight. You can guarantee you that that team is going to fight and claw their way to 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 make this one close. So fourteen points seems like a, a good enough number for me to take the Hoosiers. Okay, Alabama at LSU. The Tide are favored twenty eight and a half, and Alabama's covered five straight games. Most of them easily uh they would have covered pleasers in just about all of them the the offense is is obviously the best in the country what's been different is the defense the last few weeks has been dominant and that hasn't been the case for feels like a couple years so uh that's that's pretty promising and lsu i mean tj finley has been bad at quarterback max johnson the other freshman both really bad don't have a lot of confidence in in him uh and their best receiver terrace marshall just opted out so i just no matter the number i know that's kind of a definitely a square thing to say no matter the number i just can't bet against alabama here i completely wholeheartedly agree i think alabama will it'll just be like auburn's game the game against auburn where they were up like 40 or something like in a, and they could have named their number here uh just to see the same thing lsu's offense is just looking pretty rough finley I mean, he really, really struggled. Just make a ton of poor choices and bad, bad throws. Johnson just games moving a little too quick for him so far. Uh, yeah, I, I think Bama wins this one easy. I'm going to make them my lock. I'm going to immediately walk something back. Sometimes you just say stuff and you don't think about it. I don't mean any number. Give me plus thirty five right now, and I'll take LSU. Yeah, good point. Yes, <laughs> give um, you a free seven points, and you'll take the free seven. Yes, points. yes, that's right. Uh, I'm going to reluctantly, scarily take LSU. <laughs> I, you know, I got to say, I know we talk about Kellen Mond struggling, but I think Pelini's defense last week against AM, they've at least improved a little bit. Like they're not as dire, oh, it's not as dire a situation as it was in the yeah. first few weeks. I think they're maybe coming around, but I mean, I'm not, they're not going to slow down Alabama, but maybe they'll get a, a couple stops to, to cover the 28 and a half. That secondary played really well in the, the A&M game. They were, I mean, Mon threw up a lot of balls and a lot of deep balls. And those LSU DBs, I mean, they didn't, didn't have many pass interference calls and they had a bunch of passes deflected. They were right there. They were pretty good. But man, Alabama, Tennessee, or Alabama LSU, 28 and a half. Like, who would have thunk? Yeah, that's yeah. crazy. Uh, all right, let's uh, 
get to some other games we want to bring up in our honorable mentions. That's right. We got Florida is given 17 at Tennessee. The Vols are in a tailspin. They've lost five in a row. Uh, the Heat's on Pruitt right now. The offense has been very disappointing. They're 94th in SP plus on the offensive side. Not good if you're going to need to match scores against this Gators offense with Trask and Pitts. The Gators know they can't slip up. They're going to be focused on this rivalry. I'm going to take the Gators. Oregon is given 10 at Cal. I'm going to actually take Cal here. I haven't been overly impressed with the Ducks. They're 3-1, and one, but haven't really been dominant in doing so. They've had a lot of opt-outs on defense, but we still expected that unit to be pretty good, and they, they just haven't been. Um, now that Cal, you know, Cal's not a juggernaut at all on offense, but Garbers can get enough uh, production to, to make this at least close. Syracuse at Notre Dame. Notre Dame is favored 33 and a half. The bottom has totally fallen out on Dino Babers and Syracuse. They're one and nine, not many silver linings. Um, that being said, 33 and a half is a ton of points. And the Irish are coming off the high of winning at North Carolina. They know they have a fairly tough one at Wake next week uh, before the ACC title. So because of the situation, I, I say Syracuse can keep it within the 33 and a half. And then finally, Fresno State at Nevada. Nevada is favored seven and a half. I'm going to take the points with Fresno here. Both teams, their only loss is to Hawaii. Uh, but since losing to Hawaii in week one, Fresno has reeled off three pretty convincing wins. Ronnie Rivers has been running the ball really well. Nevada, they're good, but they just lost their first game last week on the islands. Uh, so we'll see if they're lethargic, disappointed after the long travel home. Nevada's played some close games. I don't see him running away with this one. All right. I got West Virginia at Iowa State. Cyclones are favored seven. I know I always bet on Iowa State. You guys expect me to do that. Going against them here. I I think uh, expect a low-scoring game. West Virginia's got a really good defense. Jarrett Deggy doesn't turn the ball over. And they're coming off of a bye, West Virginia is, whereas Iowa State just had a a hard-fought road game against Texas, had the kind of jubilation of, Basically guaranteeing the uh, Big 12 title, although I'm sure Campbell's going to try and convince them, hey, that one scenario could still happen. So we'll see. But give me the, the Mountaineers. Texas is minus 10 at Kansas State. Tom Herman, we haven't really brought up this episode, I don't think. Uh, he could be drawing dead for his job, but if he loses this one, that could well, be if the he loses either of the next two. Yeah, either. He's got Kansas the next week. The Kansas school. <laughs> Exactly. He's got to win both of those to have any chance. I'll say he gets a win and a, and a cover here. K-State has lost four straight, and Will Howard has just been a, a huge downgrade from Skylar Thompson at quarterback. He's a true freshman, I think, so uh, yep. understandable. Colorado, minus seven at Arizona. Grant Gannell, the, the promising sophomore quarterback for uh, Arizona, injured his shoulder last week. We don't know yet, but I'm guessing he's going to be out here. And the backup, Will Plummer, uh, a true freshman, struggled against UCLA last week. So I'm going to take Colorado to somehow remain undefeated. Yeah. Beat a good Aztec team this past weekend. They did. Nice, solid win. They're they're just they're pretty they're good. Pretty they're good. <laughs> it's crazy. Stanford at UW. Huskies are favored 11, and I like them. Love their defense. And Stanford, I thought, got outplayed by Cal last week. We're lucky to win that one. And they could be in the process of relocating to the Pacific Northwest. That's kind of the reports that that they're pondering that move with all the, the COVID restrictions in Santa Clara County. So they're kind of in flux. I'll, I'll bet against them. 
That's tough. That's a tough, tough spot. Sam, see the see the 49ers are going to go play in uh, Arizona. So, oh, is that right? Yep. All right, here. My first game, Ohio State is favored 23 and a half at Michigan State. Um, so, Ohio State, you know, they feel optimistic they'll be able to, to play this game, um, and they need it. Um, if, you know, they can't, uh, they don't want to get disqualified from the Big Ten title game. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm not sure how a five or a six game team would, would look in the committee. So this is, this is an important game. Um, I'm going to take Sparty though. Uh, they obviously played pretty well to beat Northwestern. Uh, they have, they have some, some signs of life here. Um, and they'll, they'll definitely want to be up for, for playing a big game, big team like Ohio state. And we know Ohio state is probably going to be without some players. Not sure exactly who, but, um, they're obviously dealing with some issues. So I'll take the big spread with Sparty. Second game, Oklahoma State is favored um, two and a half at TCU. Um, Okie State, of course, they need to win both games they have left and an insane amount of help uh, to make the Big 12 title game. Um, and TCU, I mean, they're just trying to get a winning season here. Um, I'm going to take the Cowboys, take the Pokes. Um, I know their defense is, is slowing down a little bit. They've given up over 40 here in the last couple games, but uh, TCU's offense might help them kind of get back on track. Um, so, Last week's game, though, was kind of weird for TCU. So Max Duggan, he was just 3 of 11, yet his team put up 59 points on Kansas. So they only completed three passes, wow. or he completed three passes, yet they put up 59 points. So um, I just guess that's how bad Kansas is. And but... they were all touchdowns, his three completions. Yeah, yeah. That was, yeah. yeah that's a good point. That's true. I didn't oh, think yeah. So it kind of got me thinking. Uh, I've sort of kind of had me a, th- a little theme there of, Think about a trivia question for you guys. So, Michael, normally you're the guy doing this, but uh, shall we enter the trivia zone? Oh, let's do it. All right. Um, I'm going to ask you a trivia question here. Trivia. Doesn't matter what it is, you have answers. So. When you ask me those kind of questions, it really pisses me off. Trivia zone. All righty here. So, uh, my question for you guys, I looked up on the, the play index as well. It's a cool tool, Michael's. Okay, that's to... my tool, and only I can <laughs> I use it. I know it was pretty sweet. I kind of figured out how to use it finally. Uh, I'm useless to this podcast. Not that now. easy. It's like, well, there's so many variables you got to plug in sometimes. But I figured this one out. So, okay, uh, since 2000, you know when the play index started, um, how many teams have scored 50 or more points while completing zero passes? So first, let's just try to guess how many teams have done that. 50 or more points while completing zero passes. Like how many times has it happened or how many yeah. different teams? How many times okay. has it happened? How many times? Yeah, because I think like probably Navy and Army have done it a couple times or something. Yeah, it would have um, to be Navy, Army. Yeah, those Navy, type of teams. Georgia Southern or someone like that. So how yeah. many times has it happened? I'm going to say... Uh, <laughs> I don't, okay, I don't so like being on this side. Michael's going to guess. Trey will go over. I'll say four. What do you think? Right. Is that too low? Seems low. I'm going to go over. Okay. Damn. What is no, it? No, right? it was actually under. Whoa. Oh. Twice. It's happened oh, twice. Really? Zero completions is pretty low. <laughs> oh, 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 yeah. That's true. Zero. I thought you meant under three. No, that's, under three. that's no, fair. No. Just zero. zero. Oh, zero. Yeah. yeah. yeah if it was three right. or less, it would have been like 30 or something. Yeah. Like yep. like okay. Okay. There we but go. Yeah. I was thinking under three. Yep. Didn't want to make it 30. That would have been kind of a, you know, so I wanted to make it easier and been the right sure. thing, but just two times uh, it's happened. Now, can you name those two teams? One of them, you would guess. The other one, a little trickier. Well, my best first guess would be Navy. 
It's not Navy. Okay, well, then my second guess. Well, Trey, you can make the second guess. Yeah, I'm down to Air Force and Army, but I'll say Army. Yes, one of them was Army. Was it um, like a couple of years ago? Yeah, they did it. Uh, they did it a few years ago. They put up 64 on Fordham. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah, like 2017. And didn't have any completed passes. So, yeah. Now, the other okay. one happened in 2002. So, a long, quite, a, quite a long time ago. And it, it's not one of the traditional option teams. So, this one's tough. This is, this would be tough. Was it a team that was, were they missing their quarterback? Is that how it happened or no? Do you know? I don't. Okay. It's like the Denver Broncos this week. Yeah. yeah. I, I seem yeah, to remember yeah. sometimes teams missing their quarterbacks or yeah, I don't know. I, this um, was 18. I don't know. I didn't take a peek at the box score of this one. I just, yeah. I don't know. I'll throw I out Kansas state. I mean, it's worth a guess. Yeah. I mean, it's, 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 it's a, uh, it's a Mac team. I'll just, I'll give you that hint. Northern Illinois. Yeah, that's actually a pretty good guess too, but no, <laughs> it's because they're a Mac team. I'm <laughs> yeah, going to say, they and yeah. they run the ball. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a good point. I'll say, uh, Ohio. Yes. No. Oh. <laughs> there you go. Lucky. Ohio. They, they put before up. Before uh, Solich. Fi- yeah. Right before Solich, right? They put up yeah. 50 against Kent State back wow. in 02. So just twice. I, it's just kind of zero a completions, 50 points. Good That's good. That's yeah. good. Yeah. You know, I should have. That was a good thing to look at. I'd also like to look at three completions, three touchdowns. Oh, like, has anyone ever done that? <laughs> That's or, pretty okay. good. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I don't know. Uh, well, all right. Hey, hey, you know what? Here's here's another plug for our, our Twitter at CFB Bros. Follow us there. I'll I'll look that up. Oh, there you go. Nice. And follow at CFB underscore Michael Wire at it. Why not? Just and, come on. And Ryan one. F. Newman one. And three Newman. <laughs> all right. Ryan, you <laughs> no, still got, I got a couple two games more. to break down. I oh my gosh. More. Okay, I got Oregon State at Utah. Utah's favorite eleven and a half, which really? Um Give me the Beavs. Uh, the Beavs just coming off of a massive win against the against the Ducks. They run the ball really well. Utah got off to a hot start, of course, last week uh, at UW, but then UW kicked it into gear and shut them down second half uh, and ended up winning that one. So I'm going to take the Beavs plus the 11 and a half there for sure. Um, and then my last game, I got Buffalo, their favorite 11 and a half also, um, at Ohio, who was led by Rourke, the younger Rourke, uh, Curtis Rourke, uh, the freshman. Um, he's, he's played pretty well. Um, they've only had three games so far, but they're sitting at two and one. They had one close loss at a a good central Michigan team. Uh, so I know Buffalo's playing well, obviously Jerry Patterson's making national headlines here. I'm going to take Ohio here. Buffalo is kind of riding high. Ohio's still a good team with some, with some solid defense. So give me, give me them at home plus 11 and a half. All righty. Long episode here. Let's uh, close it out with a questionable finish. The list of 13 remaining undefeated teams in college football includes Coastal Carolina, Colorado, and San Jose State. If one year ago today I told you all three of these teams would be undefeated at this point here, late November 2020, what would you have said or done? What you just said is one of the dumbest, most incoherent statements I have ever heard in my entire life. (laughs) Everybody in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I feel sorry for you. May God have mercy on your soul. I forget what the rest was. Something yeah, like very that. Nice. You, you misquoted the beginning, but um, I did. I was pretty you good. Came around. You, you came know where around. I was coming from, though. I knew. I knew. <laughs> uh, I, I probably would have thought that there was like a pandemic that, that caused yeah. uh, fewer <laughs> games to be played. Yeah. That's what I would have thought. Mm-hmm. 
I would have said something though to the effect of does the world end in 2020 and mm-hmm. yeah crazy yeah almost and then I would have made some bets uh, <laughs> yes. our corn huskers are now one and four name something that would be less horrible than Nebraska football games to watch every Saturday I mean I love being a fan of a team to have something to look forward to each week but I can't believe I sign up for it every week and just get slapped in the face uh, <laughs> just to see how you know we should have won but we end up finding a way to lose it it's yeah it's a blast I'd say I'd rather literally watch anything because I could randomly hit different numbers on the remote and whatever channel it lands on literally whatever I know I'm going to have less angst watching that than the Huskers lately. Even if it's young Sheldon, if it flipped it to young Sheldon, I, I wouldn't be pissed off at young Sheldon. <laughs> How about two broke as... girls? Two broke girls. I, I just, I, I have, oh my gosh. <laughs> Those are my answers. It's painful. Yeah. I'll, I'll just say anything on the Hallmark channel. Uh, brutal, but you know not as, not as brutal as watching Nebraska though. Sentimental right now. Yeah. Uh, holidays. Let's get to our upset specials. Uh, we got to pick a seven plus point underdog to win outright. I had Ball State winning last weekend as a nine and a half point dog at Toledo. This week, I'm going to take Cal to win outright against Oregon. Um, Trey, you talked about that game. And Cal's offense since that debacle in week one hasn't been horrible the, the last couple weeks. Uh, I could see them hanging around in this game against a, a bad, well, I say bad Oregon defense. That Maybe that's harsh, but they've played bad. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Why not? I brought this one up earlier. I'm going to say Fresno State. They're getting seven and a half against Nevada. Uh, I just think that they can take advantage of, of Nevada's first loss and get the upset in Reno. Yeah, I like that one. Um, I'm going to take Illinois. Uh, they're getting 13 and a half. Uh, they're hosting Iowa. And I'm not impressed with Iowa's offense whatsoever. Spencer Petras was really bad against Nebraska. Nebraska held him in check pretty good. Ground game wasn't that impressive. They still got a good defense, but Illinois is pretty good. They're, I mean, relatively, but you know, they're they got a good old line. They can run the ball. Uh, Brandon Peters is a solid quarterback. Their 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 defense can create turnovers. So I think Illinois can can win that one. All righty, there you have it. I'm a Twitter followers, Miguel. Yeah, I'm just checking that right now. Uh, so, oof. Well, I had 49 followers right before. Uh, and now he has 47 as the episode was starting. <laughs> and uh, I tweeted out, I tweeted out, please follow me. I'm desperate. I, I quote tweeted it from the college football bros. Uh, how many followers do you think I'm at now? 49. 49. <laughs> <laughs> hey, oh, man. Uh, I didn't lose any. That's good. I actually was at 50 a few days ago and I lost somehow. I lost. I don't know who, but sorry. That was me. guess it was some bad tweets. I was you, Trey. Well, that was fun. Zero followers. (laughs) (laughs) I'll just blame it on the fact that it's, it is now three in the morning. Most places. Yeah. Close to it on the the East coast. So anyway, uh, appreciate those who are still listening. And if you like the show, uh, be sure to subscribe on YouTube and give us a thumbs up for all the episodes that that helps the algorithm show show our episodes to more people leave us a five-star review on apple podcasts if you haven't already and we will talk to you next week you've been listening to the college football bros if you have any questions for the next podcast email them to collegefootballbros at gmail.com to keep up with the brothers on social media 
Like them on Facebook at College Football Bros. Follow them on Instagram at College Football Bros. And for their commentary on Saturdays, follow them on Twitter at CFB Bros. Thanks for listening. Cox can help make your home smarter and your life easier. Now you can use your Contour voice remote to connect to your home life cameras so you can view them right on your TV screen using simple voice commands. That makes it easy to keep tabs on what's happening around your home right from your couch. Need to keep an eye on the kids when they're playing outside? Just say, show me my backyard camera into your Cox voice remote and watch them while you're in the house. And if you're waiting for a delivery and want to make sure it's there on time, no problem. Just say, show me driveway camera to check on it with your Home Life HD cameras on the TV screen while you go about your day. When you live in a home powered by Cox Internet, you can stay connected to what matters and let Cox take care of the rest. To learn more about all the benefits of your connected home, visit cox.com slash thisishome today.